we are learning Daf Nun Hey. Uh, we're starting right from the top, and we're in the middle of discussion of the Tum of Eretz Amim. So the Tum of Eretz Amim is that there's a Chazal, we're going to say that there's Tum of someone that's outside of Eretz Yisrael. And the reason why this problem is brought up because of a Nazir comes and goes outside of Eretz Yisrael and he gets the Tum of Eretz Amim. So while he's telling me it doesn't count for his term, for his term of Naziris, it's not credited towards his term of Naziris, but it doesn't require him to forfeit his term and bring the Karbonos and start again since, since it's only Midrabana. But the Shaila is that the Gemara is trying to understand what's the nature of Eretz Amin. Whether Rabbanu goes there is on the Avir for being outside of Eretz Yisrael, it's not a Tumah of a week for related to a corpse Tumah B'chalal, it's just Tumah Tumah. Or his idea is it's almost related that there are corpses that are buried anywhere outside of Eretz Yisrael, so a person might be um, being, uh, coming in contact with a dead body. The big Nafkimina, besides for whether or not you require Hazal on the third and seventh day of the purification process, another Nafkimina is if there's some barrier between him and the soil, could it be tar? So the Gemara tries to say, let's try to say that this issue of the Tumas, Mishum the Avir, or because of the soil, is telling him a Machlokas The Bride says, someone who enters into, into outside of Eretz and he's in a carriage, a trunk, or a closet. So he's a, it's something which is kind of like a barrier. So Rebbe Matami, Rebbe still says he's Tame. But my says he's outside of Eretz Yisrael. Because Rebbe Matar, because Rebbe says he is Tar. What's the dispute? My love, Rebbe, Rebbe holds that the Xerah is because of the airspace. Therefore, it doesn't make a difference that he's in the Shita Table Migdal. At the end of the day, that's a barrier between him and the ground, but he's still outside of Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, he is Tame. Rebbe holds that the whole thing is because of the soil, the unmarked graves that are there. So he's going to remain Tar because he's insulated by this container. So it would seem that our issue, if it's because of Avir, Mishim Nagush, depends on this machlokas atanam here. Says the Gemara, not necessarily true. Lo, it's not true. They're not arguing about Mishim Avir, Mishim Gush. Everybody might say that the decree is because of the soil. What is the dispute? One man, Amar, holds that a moving OL is considered an OL uh, in regard to insulating from Tomas. So everyone, it seems to be, everyone seems here to be concerned only for the soil that you might, you might be above a dead body. But the, the question is whether it's an effective barrier to be in a tent if the tent itself moves. A permanent set Kavua tent, that certainly is a barrier. But if the tent itself moves, that's the question. Does that properly insulate against Tuma? So one mandamar holds that if it moves, it's not a tent. So therefore, it's not a barrier. I'm sorry. One It is an oil, and therefore the person is tar. Another mandamar revi. It's not an oil since it moves, and therefore it doesn't properly insulate. So according to this interpretation, what we're saying here is that Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Huda holds all zark is shimei. Ishmael, and therefore it's a proper barrier, and that's why the person is tar here, because we don't have to be concerned for the soil. Rebbe holds it's not at all, and therefore he's talking. So, we can't say this. We learned in a prize. If you have a trunk full of kalim, it was thrown over a corpse inside of a tent. So, here, forget about our time, just a regular case, OL and a mates. And a person is throwing a trunk full of kalim and it goes over the dead body. To Maya, the, content, the, the contents are still tummy. But if it's resting on the ground to her, it's tar. So what's the idea? We see where Beos Rebuda is saying that there's a difference between an old which is thrown, which is moving, and one which is not. If it's set on the ground, then it is a proper barrier from from, from, from the rest of the oil, from the, from the dead body. But if it's being thrown, if it's moving, then it's not. So we see that Rebuda's review the holds a moving tent does not insulate against them. So what was our whole explanation? Someone here is going in a sheet of table The bride said before said Rebuda's review is that he's tar. So we wanted to explain the reason why he's tar. Because all Zark is considered an OL. But now we see now like that. Rebuda's review says, and if you have an OL mace, 
dead bodies there, and 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 and, and someone's throwing the chest uh, with kalim over it. So the halacha is that the kalim do become tummy. So if the kalim are becoming tummy, we see Rabbi Yudah's position is that a moving tent does not insulate against tumah. So we have a contradiction between the two things Rabbi Yudah said. So the Gemara gives a different explanation, rather what they were arguing about before. Elo Everyone agrees that the tumah was not about a corpse. The question is not whether she table is insulating as a barrier. All zarek really is loshmeol. Really, rather the tumah is because you're outside of Eretz Israel. So then, well, how in the world can Rabbi Yudah say you're say say you're still tar if you're outside of Israel? What's the difference that you're in Neshitim Migdol? The answer is since it's uncommon to go inside, it's not the normal way of being outside of Eretz Yisrael if you're in a carriage trunk or closet. It goes to Rabbanan. The Rabbanan never goes there. The idea is that Rabbanan usually are goes there only on normal circumstances. Once it's unusual, normally you're in a wagon or a boat, not to be carried inside a box here. You're not being smuggled. That's not a normal thing. So since it's an unusual way of being outside of Israel, simply the Rabbanan weren't goes there. So it's not about the fact that it's a barrier between you and the ground. Really, the issue is stopping outside of Eretz Yisrael. Barriers wouldn't even help. The point is rather something else that it's an unusual, it's an uncommon circumstance of way of being outside of Eretz Yisrael. So Rabbanu Merin goes to the Tuma. Yes, it's uncommon, but still goes to Rabbanu. The Rabbanu Merin goes to the Tuma. So our point that we're saying is that it's completely unrelated. Really, Rabbi's review the Shita's Ol Zark is Loshmei Ol. It's not. It wouldn't help to insulate here. Rather, the issue is whether the Rabbanu Merin goes are in an unusual circumstance of being outside of Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara proves this thesis. The Gemara says Vatanya. We see this correctly. It says in the Brisa Nechazar is Amishita. May there someone enter outside of Eretz Yisrael and she but if he goes in a wagon, a boat, or a ship, he is tummy. So what's the chilek? We're, we're obviously we're distinguishing between a common way, place that a person might be, a wagon or a boat, and an uncommon one, such as if a person is in the box. So what's the chilek? Obviously, the chilek can't be about whether it's a barrier. Either if the barrier issue is essential issues, it wouldn't make the difference if it's common or not. Must be the issue isn't the barrier. The issues are rather about you being uh, protected whether, I'm sorry, it's not a barrier issue, but the issue is whether you're existing outside of Eretz Yisrael in a normal way. So that is the shot that we're saying. So we're coming out that the whole, everyone agrees that the, the Tumah is because of the Avir. And the question is whether or not the Rabbanim goes there when you're, when, when you're in an unusual circumstance of travel. Says the Gemari Baisim in other shot. Everyone might agree that the decree is really about the soil. So the question is whether, and everyone really agrees that the barriers we want to say are good. Everyone holds that a moving tent is considered a tent and it would it would properly insulate. The question just is, the question is, are we concerned if you're in a very weird zone? So if you're on a boat or something like that, we're not concerned, you know, you're going you're gonna to leave the boat. You're on the boat. Okay, you're not going to get out. But if you're if you're in a box, we're concerned that you might stick your head and most of your body out of where you're passing, out of the box that you are and then you might be mal over the dead body. So even though right now you're in a box and the box is insulating protect as a barrier against Tumma, but we're concerned you might stick your your head and body out since you're going in a box and then that might be the issue. And the Gemara proves this for Tanya, it's good in a good way. It's like what we learned in the Bible. If you're in a closet, unless you stick your head or most of the body out. So we certainly see that that's that that, that that's a concern. Um, that 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 is a concern of a person sticking their head out. So we could explain that that's the reason why Rebbe was metamit. Rebbe was saying you're tar because he's not concerned. Lamai, so you're in a barrier. We're not, we're, and we don't have to be closer there. Oh, you might stick your head out. Whereas as Rebbe also, we're closer. You might stick your head out. The big problem with this. I was shot in the Gemara is that now the Gemara is saying that really it's Mishum the Gush, and everyone's saying that there's the question is just whether it's a good barrier. The Shaila is 
that how are we gonna we had a price it before on the top of the almond that's why we slugged it up to begin with where a person was throwing um a trunk full of kalim was not saying that it was a good all so what's the what's the shot how come that's not good and this is good there's a difference between a literally like a throne someone's throwing a, a box and when it's and when it's being like um when it's like a trunk that's being dragged, you know, by animals or something like that. When it's when it's not, someone's throwing something that's paklau, not an ol, and that's why the kalim words became tame. But in our case, even if it's unusual, it's like a box or whatever it is, but it's being dragged like in more of an established way on the ground, then that could in fact insulate and be a barrier. That's what three showed him explain. Alkopanim, the point is that the Gemara does not give us conclusive evidence about whether it's Gusha or Mishamavira and Eretzamim and the Sugya. Um, the sugya ends. The sugya ends there. Okay. So now we go and we discuss the next statement in the Mishnah. Umaschal umone. So what were we talking about? That when there are tumas here, that does not require the nazir to start his count all anew. He doesn't have the carbonos, so he just has to you know get tar and start immediately again. So one of the things that we spoke about was a, someone who is a mitzora. So it sounds like the pashas of when someone's a mitzora is that is that when you're a mitzora, the, the Mishnah was saying the days that you are a mitzora are not credited towards the term of the nazirus. But as soon as the Mitzvah is up, you can immediately restart the Nazirus. This is true when it's a short term of Nazirus. Only 30 days. It was only 30 days. So there the, the Mitzvah thing is not going to require him to forfeit his days. But even though it's not requiring him to forfeit his days, he's going to He's gonna he's going to break up his Nazirus. But if it's a long term of Nazirus, then the days that he's a Mitzvah can even count towards his term. So Rechista's point is, what, what's the issue when someone is a Mitzvah? Why can't you be a Mitzvah and also be a Nazar? Let be credited for the term. There's really essentially, according to Rechista, no problem. The whole issue is the shaving. The issue with the shaving is that for the Mitzvah process, he shaves the hair of his whole body. So he's shaving the hair of his whole body. So then after the Mitzvah does that, he's going to be forced to be to be counting more days towards his Naziris because if a Nazir has to shave at the end, he has to shave a 30-day shave. So if it's a short term of Naziris on a practical level, he's going to be having to do more days. And there without the mission of his matchup, it's like a break and then you start again because you're going to have to be waiting more days because the hair needs to grow more. But if you have a long term of Naziris, where there could be after the Mitzvah is done, you could still have more than 30 days to go for the, more than 30 days to go for the, the Nazir's turn to be off. So then anyways, by that point, the hair will regrow. So you actually didn't lose a thing because of the fact that you were a Mitzvah. That's Rav Chista's point. So the only steer between a Mitzvah and Naziris is not essential, but rather practical. If the, if the Mitzvah cuts his hair out Mitzvah, so then is he going to have a 30-day growth of hair to cut his hair for, for Nazir at the end. So it just depends on the length of his ears. If it was a short term in his ears, yeah, he's going to cause that there's going to be extra days. Even though he's not losing past him all the days that he did, but but he's still going to have, he's still going to have to, it's like a stop and go where he's going to have more 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 days that he has to get for more hair to grow. But if it's a long, long term in his ears where anyways he has to wait a long time, then the days of the Mitzvah will, will actually be counting and credited toward his term. Says the Master of Shravi, the Lush in the Mishnah was Maskal Modum Yadvim of Adam Mizakod. And the Lush in the Mishnah is that he becounts, he starts the count immediately after the Tumah, and he doesn't disregard what he did before. The Mishnah is Mashma, he doesn't lose what he did before, but it is only starting credit towards the term of Naziris now. So am I, what's the case? If it was a short term of Naziris, let's say a standard one, 30 days, so then he is going to lose some time. He needs 30 day growth. If a person had a 30 day Naziris, any time that he got Saras and then he shaved, he's going to effectively go back to day one. The Mishnah can't be talking about a 30 day term because even though in Lumdus he's not going back to day one like a Nazir Tame, but effectively he's still going to need another 30 days. He's going to need another 30 days before he's able to shave. So the Lashon and the Mishra is Mashmat. He's not going back to the days that he already did. He just picks up from after the Tzaras. And I said, that's not true. If it was a 30-day term of Naziras, 
he would have to um, he would have to count another thirty days. The lashon of the Mishnah is mashma. He he doesn't lose anything that he has done. Clearly, the Mishnah is not talking about that. Top of the Amid Beis Eleven is yours Maruba. Must be talking about a longer term of thirty days, and 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 where, where there's more than thirty there are more than thirty days that will remain after Tzaras. Ukatani, what's the lashon of the Mishnah? Maskel Monimiyat. He begins to count immediately after purification. But it's mashma that what he was while he was in Mitzora is not counting towards the term of his years. It's mashma that there was an interruption. So the point that we're making is. The Mishnah's Mashmah that Saras interrupts, and then you begin again the, to be credited towards the terminal's years immediately with the Tahar of Mitzvah. So it sounds like, not like Rav it sounds like, even though we're talking about a longer term of Naziros, but it still is not going, the days of Mitzvah are not credited towards his days of Saras. So we explain who most of them were Yes, he was the one where Shravi asked this question, but he answered the question. We're talking about a middle Naziros. Naziros by Hamishim. The Mishnah is talking about a 50 day term of Naziros. The Yasef asked, in the case is he did 20 days in Naziros. He saw about Saras, then he got Saras. So, Megaleo Tzarato. So, after the 20 days when he got the Tzarat, he has to take a break when he, he does the, he shaves. And then he's going to need another 30 days of Naziras. Uh, after, after, after the shaving, we'll have 30 days of Naziras, and we'll have the growth of the hair. So the point that we're saying is that when the Mishnah is Mashma, he didn't lose, but he still has to, there's a break and they start again. It's a 50 day Naziras. So he did 20, and then there's 30 left to go for, for the term Naziras. So very good. He'll shave. He'll have 30 days left to go. He'll start again immediately. And then 30 days left to go, the hair will grow. So that's the, the we're, we're threading the needle. That's the scenario of the Mishnah where we're saying that the days of Mitzorah cannot count. Because if the days of Mitzorah will count for him, then he'll have less than 30 days to go after he shaves. So the days of Mitzorah are not counting. He still needs 30 days post the shaving. In Tachini, he doesn't lose the 20 days that he did before. He's only going to need 30 more days. And, any, and he got credit for the 20 days that he did first. So that's the case of the Mishnah. How, and if it would be a 30-day count, a 30-day standard term of Naziris, then it's in a certain way losing because as soon as he becomes, he, let's say he did 20 days, then he became a Mitzorah, then he's going to have to do another 30, right, because of that waiting in the hair. So that, then it would be in a sense a forfeit. But if, let's say, it was a super long term, let's say it was a 100-day uh, Naziris. So then he was 20 days a Nazir, then he became a Mitzorah. So there, those days of Mitzorah can count and be credited towards the 100 because even after he goes ahead and he shaves, and everything, he's got so much longer to go. So therefore, he's got, since inevitably he's going to have more than 30 days of hair, even if the days of Mitzorah are credited towards the, the time of Naziras, we could in fact credit them. So it's all practical. Essentially, and this is Rav Chista's point, we'll stop here for today, Rav Chista's point is, is that there's no essential issue be, in contradiction between being a Nazir and a Mitzorah at the same time. The days of Mitzorah could in fact be counted toward the Naziris. There's a practical issue. If a Mitzorah has to shave all of his hair of his head, I mean, all of his body, including his hair of his head, then how is he going to be able to end his term of Naziris and shave his hair and his head and say, oh, I shaved, you have to have a 30-day growth. So you just have to practically figure it out. And there's three scenarios. If it's a Nazir, wet as the standard term of Naziris, which is only 30 days. So then practically is going to have to do another 30 days. So in effect, it's like going back to day one, even though the him, you don't have to, but effectively you have to, because after he shaves ultimate Sora, he needs 30 day growth. That's if it's a standard term of Naziris. If it's a 50 day term of Naziris, that's what our mission was talking about. Let's say he did 20 days of Nazir, then he became a Mitzorah. So then he's going to shave and he's going to have 30 days left. So very good. The days of Mitzorah will not be counted because he still has to do another 30 days. But immediately after the, the Mitzorah shaving, he'll be able to do another 30 days. Then you have a scenario of a very long term of Naziris. So if it's a very long term of Naziris, well, for sure, even with the shaving and everything, you're still going to have, and even if it would count, you'll still have 30 days left to go. So then let the days of Mitzorah even actually count and be fulfilled towards, the credited towards the term of Naziris.